Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. Welcome back to the podcast. A lot has been going on in the world of iPad Pros. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to remind everyone that they can support the podcast at patreon.com slash iPad Pros. And if you haven't left a review on Apple Podcasts, I would really, really appreciate it if you could do that. It helps give signals to Apple to show it higher in search results, letting others find this podcast that you're listening to right now. Before we dive into the interview today with Chris Lawley, I wanted to just talk a little bit about tech selection on the iPad Pro. This has been becoming a big thing in the community on Twitter, at least. And I wanted to just share how I do tech selection on my iPad Pro. And it's the same way I would actually do it on a Mac if I was using a Mac. And that's with the keyboard. Now, most people know you can use the arrow keys to move between characters and things like that. Some people know you can actually use a modifier keys like the option key to move word to word and that you can use the command key by holding the command and using arrow keys to move line by line. Or you can use the command key to go bottom to the very top of the document. You can also use hold down the option key to go down paragraphs, things like that. And what some people don't know is that if you hold the shift key while doing any of those commands, you're able to actually select text. And that's how I select text if I'm on a Mac or iPad. I'm holding on the shift key and more often than not, I'm then holding on the option key to move word to word. If I want the whole line or paragraph, I'll do different modifiers. But rather than you know, using a mouse or going into trackpad mode on the iPad or anything like that, I would much rather use the keyboard and just hold down the shift key while using the cursors or options or command keys to select whatever text I want. And it's been kind of baffling to see kind of uproar in the Twitterverse around just selecting text on iOS, which is identical to how it's done on Mac with the keyboard. I find that's the best way to do it. And I just want to share that tip for those that don't know this way of selecting text is using the keyboard, which most iPad Pro users will have attached with the uh, smart keyboard. So I just want to say that at the beginning. And with that said, let's get to my discussion I had, my interview I had with Chris Lawley. This was recorded the day of the Apple event. So none of us had actually had our hands on the iPad at this point. This was our initial reactions and feedback regarding the Apple event. Enjoy. Rejoined the Dead by Christopher Lawley. Welcome to back to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me back. It's uh, great to be on. It's wonderful to have you on to talk about uh, this third generation of iPad Pro we're now at that was announced uh, earlier today. And first off, uh, just initial impressions, you know, 30 seconds worth of what do you think? I was doing backflips. I love the design. The only thing that we didn't get that I wanted was Pro Apps. That's the only thing. Everything else, I'm super happy. No new software story from Apple, really, except for some Apple Pencil things but no real new software story either in apps or the os level and uh, i think ios 13 is where this hardware will, will sing i think yeah i mean we had the rumor that ios 12 was originally supposed to be another big release for the ipad but they pushed back those features in lieu of you know stability and, and performance improvements and that now, those are now coming in ios 13 this iPad was really meant to be with what features ship with iOS 13. Which for many people, they may just 
let me wait till the fourth gen where we'll get another year of hardware enhancements with the the OS that's ready for it. For you, uh, you work with video quite a bit. Uh, what for you makes this a uh, you're a compelling upgrade. You're moving from a 10.5, is that right? Uh, no, uh, 12.9, 512 gig one right now. And I like it. Bulky. It's heavy. I really was curious about the smaller iPad Pro I had. Mm-hmm. I've had both the first and the second gen uh, 12.9 inch one. Now I'm going to get the 11 inch one. And okay. I'm going to try that out. I'm curious because I know this is what a majority of people are going to get. I want to try it out. I want to see if it's better as like a good sit down at the couch, play around and then sit down on my desk and do some work iPad. Whereas like right now, my, my 12.9 is just too big to sit down at the couch and like mess around with it. Just, sure. it's, it's unwieldy. Like, did you notice when uh, they were doing the Photoshop demo, uh, the lady had that was demoing Photoshop, she had the 12.9 inch iPad pro in her hand and she, it felt, it looked like she was barely holding onto that while she was doing the demo. It was just so big. I mean, I wouldn't, Use an iPad in that way, personally. I'd have it on some kind of easel, stand at a desk if I'm doing long-term Photoshop stuff. I mean, for quick stuff, grab it, but yeah, that doesn't seem to be ideal. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. So I'm kind of curious about that. So I'm, I'm starting off with the 11-inch. I got the 256 in black. Really bummed there's not a gold version. Yeah, me too. I uh, Both of my iPads are gold. I, I, I love the gold colors. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted this to be my first gold iOS device. So I went with the base gray iPad. One of these days, I'm holding out for a mythical blue iPad. Yeah, it'd be great. Which that I don't think we'll ever get, but that'd be cool. The, uh, the 10R uh, effects, right? Yeah, I think if we got like colors to the iPad, it would be the lower end. It wouldn't be on the iPad Pro side, which is a bummer. Like, I want colors. So this is the third generation 12.9 inch iPad Pro. Every single generation has changed for the smaller one. 9.7, mm-hmm. 10.5, now 11. Uh, I think that they finally probably hopefully settled on a size so we can actually get to a second generation of, <laughs> of the smaller <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. I think it's all been kind of leading up to this. The last one, the 10.5, was slightly bigger than the 9.7 before, but it really shrunk a lot of the bezels. Yeah, the the side bezels are great on that thing. It's great. Yeah, it was all kind of leading up to this, and that's what they want. They kind of... If you go back and look at that original MacBook Air line, they had that 11-inch and the 13-inch. I think that's kind of where they're settling. Yeah. I would love to see – I know some people would be like, yeah, I want a 15-inch iPad Pro or something like that. I kind of want to skip that and go straight to like a 24 or 27-inch like desktop iPad, something that tilts and you can like have a keyboard. And even if we get trackpad support with that, I've really come around on trackpad support in like the last couple of years. I was so against it for a while. Oh, me too. I think there's potential there. I don't think it has to be, you know, exactly mouse and cursor, but I think control over a cursor, control over gestures. If there was a mouse, that would be great too. What do you think about the the prices? Have a $200 increase, uh, $799 used to be the baseline. I mean, these are pro machines, but, you know, Apple doesn't seem to be shy about increasing the entry level. I was a little disappointed about the price increase. I figured it would stay the same or go up 50 bucks because I figured that would be a huge deal for Apple. Like, like, hey, we did this whole new design and boom, it's the same price or, you know, $50 more or something like that. It kind of blindsided me when we had the rumors that it would be there would be a one terabyte model or something like that. I was set on getting that. And then I saw the price. There's no way I can justify that, especially for the 11 inch one, which I'm not even sure if I'm going to be keeping around or not. 
Yeah, it's bizarre to have four capacity tiers, too. That's an odd one. It's been a while since we've had that. I see why they're doing it, because I don't think the one terabyte one will be rarely be bought. We did find out, in fact, you sent it to me, you, t- you told me about it, is that the one terabyte model has six gigs of RAM, whereas all the other ones have four gigs of RAM, which is kind of a bummer, because I, I want six gigs of RAM. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't want six gigs of RAM. Like, when I do get my hands on a 12.9-inch iPad Pro, I will go with the one terabyte option, just so I have that storage and six gigs of RAM for video editing. That would be fantastic. Yeah. No, it's, uh, the pricing is interesting, because it's more than just that it's the accessories and everything the upgrade pricing is just if you're a current ipad pro user i use two ipad pros as you know for me it'd be a little bit over three thousand dollars to match my current setup with new hardware and uh, yeah uh, (laughs) so i'm not in a rush to upgrade i want to use these as long as i can until the os makes compelling reason for me to get USB-C. where that will be a true advantage. Currently, it just seems to be, oh, you can plug different things into it. You can charge stuff from it, but no big, compelling like hard drive support quite yet. When that does happen, mm-hmm. that'll be more compelling. But right now, I think for a lot of second-generation iPad Pro users and some first-generation even, um, you know, use it as long as you feel happy with it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, one of the things that I'm kind of waiting for with iOS 13 is if we get some sort of like external hard drive support. The only thing that makes me think that we wouldn't get that is some, you know, executive saying, well, if we do that, people aren't going to buy the higher tiers of storage. And it's probably true. Like I would probably stick with 256 across the board and then keep all my video projects and stuff on external storage. I don't think that'll happen. Apple's not really vindictive or anything like that. Yeah, plug it into a hub. That'd be great. You have storage. And I want a touchscreen external monitor. Uh, I've been getting more excited about that as I've been hearing more. Or even plug an old iPad into your other iPad as an external display they can touch. <laughs> that would be cool. Like, take my old 12.9 iPad and then plug it into my 11 and then, like, have multi-monitor support. That'd be pretty interesting. Though I imagine the display tech being side by side, that would drive me nuts because the you have the liquid retina on the new ones now. You would have promotion and the true tone. So at least from a the display tech itself would be similar, just not the um, appearance of it, I guess, in the, the the corners and things. Yeah, absolutely. So something that is common across all iPad Pros is the smart connector, and they didn't even mm-hmm. mention that. On stage today, it's just we have this new keyboard. Do you think uh, licensing uh, third parties will get their hands on this? Will we see another you know, Logitech charging stand or third-party keyboards with this? I think Apple understands that companies aren't going to pay for licensing to make something proprietary for Apple when they could just make a Bluetooth keyboard for free. Just from a business standpoint, I don't think it makes sense. I think for most people, when you walk into an Apple store and you buy an iPad Pro and you want a keyboard, you're going to get the Apple one. I think the biggest telling thing is Logitech didn't make a keyboard for this iPad Pro, which is the first iPad Pro they have not made a keyboard for. Yeah, the position as well I'm looking at is just not in a good place if you wanted to make a charging stand for it. It's like at the end middle yeah yeah it's just not a good place for that yeah and i'd be curious if you can pass power to it and not just out of it now i'd be curious to see if they change that because it's in a whole new position so it's a whole new smart connector it's it's absolutely it's not the same in the introduction video i was excited because i saw the old smart connector it's like oh we got two now this is great and then they rubbed it out during the video (laughs) 
Yeah, that video was really misleading. I saw that. I was like, wait, what? What? No. Like, I thought, what's it? Where's the design? And then they, like, took the home button off. And I was like, oh, uh-huh, I see what you're doing there. If I was a betting man, I would say we don't get any other smart keyboards for these iPads. The Apple one is the only one we get. Yeah, it's a shame because I do use that inductive charging quite a bit on my current iPad Pros. And that would be a downgrading experience having the charge it again with cables yeah i kind of built a dock for my ipad with like a usb hub and stuff and i'm gonna have to completely redo that now that everything's USB C. so as far as connecting stuff to it we have a smart connector that probably won't have third parties and we now just have a single USB C connector no headphone jack mm. um, which i rely on every day i'm using it right now to record your wonderful audio onto my zoom same here I guess we'll be traveling with the little hub now to do what we used to be able to do, I guess. So I have a hub right now on my desk already. When I record a podcast, I want to be in a very controlled environment. I've only ever recorded podcasts in my home. I know some people, you know, they have to do it on the road and that's totally understandable. For me, I will probably just get a USB-C hub, probably some sort of USB-C to headphone jack or USB-A to headphone jack adapter and plug everything into that and hopefully that works. If that works, I'll just mount it to my desk and call it a day and just have a single USB-C cable I plug in. There's a lot of unanswered questions about like how I use my iPad currently and how it'll still work. So I, I'm right there with you. I'm kind of nervous about this, but we will see if this works out or not. I'm sure it will. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll, we'll find some USB-C hub that works great with the iPad. Just like I, I have a USB-A hub that works with the my iPad right now. I wonder if companies will design stuff in mind for the iPad with knowing the limitations of the OS and what is actually a good thing to have in there. I mean, Ethernet's supported, SD cards are supported. The things that are supported by iOS to have a hub built with that in mind almost. Yeah, it would be interesting. I want to interject into this interview and just share two new products that have been announced regarding my original question here. And the first is from Satachi. They're launching a USB-C hub for the new iPad with 4K HDMI, a headphone jack, USB-C with power delivery, and USB-A. This is a product that's very similar to the other one that was announced by Hyperdrive, and it mounts directly to the side of your iPad Pro, just extending your iPad Pro with these new ports, and it looks fantastic. Pre-orders are up for $45 in silver and space gray, and once it launches, it'll be $60. So that's from a Satachi. And in comparison, the Hyperdrive for iPad Pro adds a total of six ports to the iPad, 4K HDMI, a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, SD card slot, micro SD card slot, USB-A 3.0, and USB-C power delivery. And they go into a lot of details about how this grips your iPad Pro so it won't scratch it, and it's replaceable, things like that as far as the grip. And again, this is a product like the Satachi where it goes to the side of your iPad Pro. It's not some kind of uh, box that sits next to your iPad Pro, but rather an attachment to your current device. And it looks really solid. So a couple iPad Pro made extensions with USB-C, and it's really cool to see these. Uh, This is available for $49 to customers who sign up to be notified on their website. And when it launches, it'll be $100. So some really cool options becoming available. Now back to the interview. Now we saw on stage like a DSLR camera hooked up over USB-C. Is that using just the standard photo import or is it now able to be a like live viewfinder for your expensive camera? I saw that and I've seen multiple reports that, Hey, you can just import photos from there. 
but it also could be used as a viewfinder. So I'm not entirely sure. That will be definitely something I check out when I get my hands on one. Then another thing. So you can help charge like an iPhone with your iPad, which is really cool. I'm glad that's a thing now. Mm-hmm. Do you think, I mean, this kind of opens the gateway for eventually, if you need to restore your iPhone, it got corrupted somehow and you can't do an iCloud restore using the iPad as your main computer and having some kind of way to hook it up over a wire and, you know, as you would a laptop these days. Is that a future you could see happening? Yeah, maybe. The thing that I, when I saw that, that made me think is Xcode on the iPad. Plug an iPhone into that and that you have simulator. It's not even simulator. It is. You're just running an app on, on iPhone. So that's what made me think of it. But right now it's just charging. So, and there's a lot more going into that uh, for like passing data Mm -hmm. over that via just charging so you know eventually and you know yeah probably absolutely xcode restoring devices yeah i don't i don't see why not with the charging thing it it does kind of make the ipad more of a uh, you know a real computer with it you know that's something people use laptops for quite a bit as a big battery brick for their phone as they're traveling I used to have a job where I had to travel around a lot and I was, you know, I'd charge my phone. My phone would die about midday because I'm using GPS and a whole bunch of stuff. I'd be charging it off of anything and everything I can get my hands on. Yeah. Now, something I just kind of thought was interesting is the new iPad, the whole thing with the gestures and the interface being like the iPhone 10. But in fact, all iPads are that way now. So you get the better form factor that makes more sense for gestures, but People on the older devices really aren't missing out from a new gesture experience except for, I guess, that gesture bar, which makes it easier to swipe between. You can do it now on the older devices, but it's a bit harder. Um, I'm not sure if I have a question there or if I'm just like commenting that, you know, oh, you know, this is hardware meant for this uh, gesture interface, I guess. Yeah, it looks interesting. I've kind of gotten used to it since I had iOS 12 installed for a while. So you could do the swipe up to go home and stuff like that. So I I think it'll be kind of second nature for all of us that have been running iOS 12 for, you know, a couple months now. I think it'll be okay. I don't think it'll be like such a big jump. I, I know a lot of people were afraid when the iPhone 10 came out. They're like, oh, I'm going to be reaching for the home button. I'm going to be reaching for the home button. I think I got used to like swiping up from the bottom for about a half a day in like half a day. It just it felt so natural just to like swipe up and go home. Yeah, I do both depending on the uh, situation. Now, the new ones ship with an 18 watt adapter. Is that the full spec for fast charging? Do we get that out of the box now? Uh, no, the full spec fast charging is 30 watts. Oh, the, wonderful. Is, so you still have to buy the MacBook uh, charger yeah, if you want that. Yeah. It's better, yes. but, you know. Uh. Which is funny, too, because I so I still have the original fast charger that came with the first-gen iPad Pro 12.9, which was 29 watts. That came with it. And then you had not, to buy I'm it. sorry, not, not came with it. Not, I'm sorry, not did not come with it. You had to buy it separately. I'm curious if like the 18-watt one actually charges any faster, or if it's just like required. Because what I'm thinking is that this iPad will be t- draining, or not draining, but require much more battery. So maybe this one re- just charges as fast as the previous one, but they had to put a bigger charging brick in there. Another quick interjection from the interview. Since this episode has been recorded, we have heard back from sources at Apple that the 2018 iPad Pros can actually address, I believe, 45 watts of power with USB-C fast charging. So that is an improvement from the second generation Pros. And if you want an official Apple charger, you'd best go with the 61-watt USB-C 
power adapter. There's also solutions from other companies, but yeah, you can now fast charge your iPad even faster with the third generation. Now back to the interview. There's now five microphones in the iPad. I'm kind of curious how actually good this would sound for people just creating content with nothing plugged in. I'm curious in a quiet room how well that might do. Yeah, that would be interesting. I always get weary about built-in microphones and stuff. I guess it's just the video side of me that like, I'm like, no, good, good audio is important. Oh, agreed. Yeah. So there's no cap that you can lose anymore. Woohoo! Funny story, the cap on my Apple Pencil literally broke five minutes after I ordered my new one. I'm, I'm not even joking. The metal ring, if you take the cap off your Apple Pencil, the metal ring inside it, yeah, that fell off. That's like a, a sign, I guess. Five minutes after I bought a new one. I could not believe that happened. It looks like an overall really nice improvement. Nothing to lose. You, know, not, you don't have your pencil sticking out of your lightning port anymore to charge it. I love the charging and like pairing and like where it's stored method. It's so good. What do you think with bags? Will this thing fall off as it's like, do you think people will lose it? Is the magnet really going to keep it there? So I saw somebody in the hands-on area snap it on there and do it, take a video and they were shaking the iPad violently and it was not, it wasn't yeah. falling off. I mean, shaking is so, one thing, but if you have something bump against it, that's a whole different equation, right? bump slide something like i i would be careful i don't think like hey you're walking down the street and it just falls off i don't think that'll right. happen if you have like a, a small bag or something and you put it in there and and it bumps up against your bag it might fall off but, but it's you know, in the bag in that's, that case. it's still in your bag so yeah. it's not the end of the world i don't think it's going to be the end of the world like i i can't think of a situation where it'll fall off and you completely lose it like yeah. it's and it's better than what we have right now like there's no place to store well, the apple pencil the, the solution right is the folio that uh, you you get as well with your smart card yeah yeah which which i love um, those things but it's actually pretty it's actually interesting. They got rid of the folio and kind of combined it into a single product with the keyboard slash folio, which mm-hmm. is less ex- is less expensive if you were a folio person plus a keyboard person. I never had the folio. I just did the keyboard and that was good enough for me. I'm really interested in this keyboard because of the two angles and the fact that it looks like it's built to work better in your lap. So like you're sitting on the couch, chair or something, and you have your iPad and you just kind of want to work away. Because right now with the 12.9, I can't work on the couch with that thing. It's it's too big. The keyboard case just falls over. Yeah, you need to use like a blanket underneath it to get the right angle or something. That's what I tend to do. <laughs> yeah, and this one, it has two angles to pick from. That's pretty cool. I was still kind of holding out hope that we would get some sort of laptop style case that would be a little more clamshell. I keep going back on that is those clamshell style keyboards like the bridge one and stuff. They put the the screen so far away, it's hard to just like kind of sit down in your lap, type mm-hmm. and then like reach up quickly. Like you kind of have to you you do the thing where everybody it's like the zombie arm thing where you stick your yeah. arm way out and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's and, my theory as to why there isn't a media row up top because I just want your fingers closer to the screen. Yeah, though I would love a media row. Like I Oh, I know. Media... Everyone would is dying for it, but I, I think they've they've probably tested and they just want your hands closer to the screen. I think that's got to be it. Yeah, media row and like the other thing that I'd want is some sort of like I guess they would technically be macros, but I would love like programmable global wide keyboard shortcuts. Oh, so like great. I could trigger like a Siri shortcut or something like that from anywhere. That would be fantastic. Yeah, there's a keyboard shortcut for going home, but I don't get why there isn't a keyboard shortcut for things like Siri. Yeah, absolutely. How do you want developers to take advantage of the double tap with the pencil? 
I want that to be up to the users. I would like to see something in settings somewhere for these apps, especially apps like Ferrite and LumaFusion, to say, hey, what do you want to do with Double Tap? Because for me, I know in Ferrite, I'd want it to make a cut. Uh, for me, my, my Ferrite thing, I just want to, to Double Tap to switch to the pencil being treated like a regular finger and Double Tap to get it back in the pencil mode. Because there's often times where I want to just use it the regular way and switch back and forth. That would be pretty cool. See, this is why I think it should be up to the users, especially pro applications. They're used so differently that a developer like saying, hey, this is the one thing you can do with this one feature. It's not good for their user base. Ferrite, I want to make a cut. LumaFusion, I'd want, actually, I'd probably want to cut in LumaFusion too. <laughs> but I, I, I wish there was just more. Like, I wish there was two gestures, maybe, because I'd want to be like a cut, a delete. There was a rumor there would be sliding. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would be added via like a firmware update along the line? So like double tap seems like one of those things that, that it's like a prominent enough gesture that like you double tap and like, OK, you know what's happening. I could see somebody accidentally sliding their finger across the pencil too many times <laughs> and like tr- it triggering something and then going cr- uh, then going mad. Yeah, I don't know. I think it would be cool. I'm kind of curious what happens with this Apple Pencil and what developers do. Did you see the thing about external monitor support in that how like developers can have something different on an external monitor? Than yeah, and I've seen that iPad? implemented before. It's just not done a lot. But I have seen it where it does take up the full TV screen. It is a custom view um, before. It just It's not done that much because no one uses monitors with their iPad, really. Supposedly, LumaFusion's been working on it, but they've been saying they've been working on it for a while now. So I don't know if that's actually coming or not. So I, I'm kind of curious to see what happens. I mostly find it useless except for presentations because... If it's on, mm-hmm. like, I can't interact with that stuff. It's mostly, it's mostly mirroring it. And if it's not, like, it's not that incredibly useful without support for interacting with that stuff, at least for me. There either needs to be a touchscreen monitor or mouse trackpad support. Yeah. So I'm hoping iOS 13 has that. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, uh, that would be the place. And I mean, it makes sense because we had, we got USB-C on this one. We'd have to have USB-C before we would get that. So, well, one question I have, I mean, you can hook up monitors via lighting, HDMI, all that. Mm -hmm. Would external monitor support, uh, would they lock it to USB-C you think, or would older devices get it over the lightning? I think it's all about bandwidth. I know it's a 3.0. It's a USB 3.0 port on the old iPads. Like it is, it is that at least. Yeah. So it is that USB C is 3.1, and it can, from what I understand, and maybe I could be completely wrong yeah. about this, but from what I understand, it can push 5K. No, I'm sorry, 4K. 5K. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think 4K one of those. scaled up to 5K is what they were saying. It's it's one one of those things. So, and I don't know if USB 3.0 would be able to do that reliably. I know there's like adapters and stuff you can do it. In fact, I I have some at my day job, and they work okay. But when you start doing video and stuff like that, that's when they kind of start to glitch and and not work so well. I don't know if they would lock it, but I could definitely see them saying, "Hey, USB C is is the better option for this because." Mon- like a lot of modern monitors and stuff already have USB-C built into them. So you just get a USB-C cable to USB-C, plug it in, and you're good to go. An interruption again from the interview. We did have some more information about 5K support with the iPad Pro. It does, in fact, support 5K monitors, but currently there aren't any monitors that actually exist that will do this. So here's the thing. The iPad Pro outputs its video over USB-C using the DisplayPort protocol to support this, not the Thunderbolt protocol that exists with current 5K displays. 
So yes, I can support up to 5K, but no monitors as of yet exist. According to the Apple support document, here is kind of the information about this. iPad Pro uses the DisplayPort protocol to support connections to USB-C displays with resolutions up to 5K to connect iPad Pro to higher resolution displays. Use a USB-C cable that supports high bandwidth connections, such as the cable with, included with the display, the Belkin USB-C to USB-C cable, or the Apple Thunderbolt 3 cable sold separately. Note that the cable you get with your iPad Pro is just for charging and will not support this. So in fact, you, that you have to buy a Thunderbolt 3 cable if you want to use an Apple cable to use that capability. But Thunderbolt 3 itself, that doesn't work on the iPad Pro. Is USB confusing yet? I thought so. Uh, continuing on with USB-C and Apple support document, iPad Pro also supports high dynamic range USB-C displays that use the HDR10 standard. You can switch between SDR and HDR modes by going to settings, display and brightness, and selecting your connected display. iPad Pro matches the frame rate and dynamic range of currently playing content when you turn on allow display mode changes. So that is what that says. It also says that some displays can charge your iPad Pro while it's connected, and I would hope Apple eventually makes an Apple Cinema display uh, for the iPad Pro that has extra ports on there. You can imagine where you have Ethernet and some extra ports on the display itself, so that could be your dock. Uh, some additional info about the video output that you can use iPad Pro to an HDMI display or TV with USB-C to HDMI adapters that support HDMI 2.0. You can output video from iPad at 4K resolution and 60 hertz. The Apple USB-C digital AV multi-port adapter is compatible with the iPad Pro. This adapter can output from iPad Pro at up to 4K resolution at 30 hertz. The iPad Pro can output Dolby Digital Plus audio streams via HDMI, but not Dolby Atmos. Also note that iPad Pro will play HDR10 and Dolby Vision content via HDMI when HDMI 2.0 adapters that support these formats become available. Meaning, there's currently not an adapter that exists that will output over HDMI the HDR video technologies. So Apple, get on that. You released a product that can do HDMI, HDR, but currently nothing exists to do that quite yet. I hope that information has been helpful. Now back to the interview. Now the big question, what will you engrave on your Apple Pencil? You can now do that. I did not get anything engraved because I was afraid it would take longer to show up. If I did have to get something, I'd probably get my website, the Untitled site in there. I'd probably get some Star Wars quote, like, may the force be with you, or, you know, I don't know. Uh, great shot, kid. That was one in a million or something like that. I don't yeah. know how many characters are the limit, but I'd probably get some Star Wars quote or my website or something. Just put in there just because I like what they're doing with it. I think the only thing I've ever had engraved was one iPod. And I think it was May the Force Be With You on that. I think yeah. it was like a birthday present or something my parents got me. It's it's cool. I mean, what what did you want to get engraved if, if you did get anything engraved or if you're even getting one? I put iPad Pros on there, right? <laughs> I'm curious. Are you ordering anything or no? Nothing. <laughs> nothing okay you're like my uh co-host jeff he's not ordering anything well he's told me he's not ordering anything let me say that because <laughs> mike i'm very happy with my current setup and i'd have mm -hmm. to change a lot of things that i don't want to change right now i like having the headphone jack i like being able to charge them on the charging stand the face id stuff's great i mean it brings us back to the original ip pad smart cover where you just open it and it's instantly unlocked like uh, back in the ipad two days which is you know kind of the return the form there 
but iPads are very expensive. So um, yes, <laughs> uh, it's not something you upgrade every year, at least in my book. Uh, as a yeah, I've been saving all year for it. Like it's it's not something that I was I was just surprised that showed up today, and I'm I'm making an impulse purchase. Like it's been something I've known this has been coming for over a year now, and I've been saving for it. So yeah, so nothing this year. And I'm very happy with the the second generation. I'd say for a lot of the listeners out there, if you do have a second generation iPad Pro, it's going to get a long life, I think. They put a lot of headroom in those things Mm -hmm. to be able to perform really nicely still today. And the actual screen tech of like ProMotion and, you know, the True Tone, like the display itself is kind of the same display as it's in the new ones, except it's not rounded and taking up the whole area of the device i will say this though since the 12.9 inch is not sold 12.9 inch gen 2 is not sold by apple anymore nope you're gonna see places like best buy walmart target have those on sale for pretty good prices here pretty soon so if you're okay not having the latest and greatest which i mean that i have the gen 2 right now and it's perfectly fine if i didn't make videos and like really care about this stuff i'd be sticking with it because it's it's a perfectly fine computer and it's interesting, they left the 10.5-inch for sale. They didn't drop the price. It's still the original 649 price it uh, introduced at. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, okay, all right. So you guys are leaving that. All right. I guess they were like, okay, these new ones are more expensive than our old intro price. We can leave it at the original yep. price. <laughs> They're about what? Uh, I think it was $150 more than the original. Like if you're just looking at the base 11 to base. That's right. Yep. That's not an insignificant amount of money. I was saving. I knew it would be. I thought it would be the same price or $50 more. Yeah. My hope for next year is that, you know, we get the whatever next revision. And in that revision, they consolidate the storage tier. So it starts at 256 which is a really good level for most people, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or what I could see them doing is dropping the 64 and bringing back 128 and that being the, the oh, sure. base tier. Mm-hmm. I understand why 64 gigs is still around. I think for a majority of people, if I was to get my grandma, in fact, I already told her that I was going to do this. uh, She has like a crappy Lenovo laptop. And when that thing dies, I'm just going to get her the base iPad Pro. That way it has a keyboard that's connected to it. She can just flip it around, put it on there, and it'll probably be the 10.5. It'll probably be the like the most basic one you can get, but it'll be with the keyboard. It'll be with probably won't even get her an Apple Pencil just because I don't want to confuse her. But all she does is email, Facebook, like check the web. She doesn't need all that extra storage. And with stuff like you know optimized photo storage, the thing where it like deletes some of your photos and just stores them in the cloud. Yeah. I don't really know if a lot of people do need the higher tiers. For me, though, man, I, I really wish that one terabyte wasn't so expensive because I'd be all over that. But Yeah, it's quite the quite the jump for that, right? <laughs> yeah, just just a little too costly and, and not justifiable since I'm getting the 11-inch, and I don't know if that one will stick around for me. Yeah, I'm curious if the 512, I need to do some pricing pairs, if the 512 is comparable to last year's because it was a big jump, I remember, last... Well, originally it wasn't a huge jump, and then they changed the pricing mid-cycle. Um, mm, yeah, that was like because of flash storage prices went up, and yep. I think everything went up. What it was like fifty bucks or something like that, yeah. which wasn't too bad at the time. Mm-hmm. One hundred and fifty dollars—that's a, a little different. I guess one of the final things: iPad Mini was mentioned on stage. Uh, it wasn't kind of shied away from that. It's still something they offer. Are you excited for the uh, the March April event where we get a refresh there? I like the big phones. For me, that would replace anything the iPad Mini would do for me. It's it's too small of a device for me to like do any serious amount of work on. 
so it ended up just being like a Twitter, Slack, maybe mess around with shortcuts machine, and yeah. my iPhones kind of fits that already. Yeah, they made uh, the point that like the 10.5, now 11-inch form factor is the smallest they are comfortable making a keyboard for. I don't think we will ever see an iPad mini Pro. I think the bezel is designed, like if the iPad mini does stick around, so say in five years they're still making the iPad mini, I think eventually it would get that design, but I don't think it'll get things like the smart connector. I don't think it'll get, it, it might get like Apple Pencil support. Mm-hmm. It might kind of be like the base iPad, how it has Apple Pencil support, but no smart connector kind of thing. Maybe that if it sticks around for five years, but I honestly, if it gets updated, I would be surprised. I know we have a rumor for that. But we also have a rumor that Air Power is actually going to ever get released too. So. Hey, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> uh, Air Power is one of those things where I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I'm not making any predictions when it comes to it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Chris, for your time today. It's been great chatting with you about uh, all these new new announcements from Apple here today. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me on. Where can folks find uh, your YouTube channel and uh, your podcast that you do? Uh, you can go to my website. It's theuntitledsite.com. I know it's super clever. There's a tab on there called Projects, and there's a link to my YouTube channel and a link to my uh, podcast, The Slab of Glass, who I host with uh, Jeff Perry of The Tablet Habit. He and I talk about iPad stuff and work and productivity apps and things like that every other week. Sounds good. Links again. Thanks for listening to this episode of iPad Pros. You can find the show notes over at iPadPros.net. You can send your feedback to me, at ipadprospodcast.gmail.com. If you email a voice memo, I'd be happy to include your audio on a future episode. I'm on Twitter at ipadprospodcast. And as mentioned at the top of the show, if you haven't had a chance to review the show on Apple Podcasts, I highly encourage you to do so. Every review helps send signals to promote the podcast more in search and helps other people discover the show. Thank you for your time and attention today. Talk to everyone again real soon.